I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, January 26th. Utility workers are repairing a natural gas leak that occurred on C Street right across from the Quincy Police Station overnight. Police say they detected an odor of gas in the police station lobby and called National Grid. Repairs are being made at a location on C Street right across from the police station near Mount Wollaston Cemetery. A tree worker was taken to the hospital yesterday morning after he was struck on the head by a falling branch at a job site. Cohasset police say the victim, a 27-year-old Quincy man, was working near the intersection of Beechwood Street and Wheelwright Farm Drive at around 10 a.m. when a tree limb was cut by a co-worker and fell on him. The victim was knocked unconscious as a result of the impact. Authorities say he was wearing a helmet at the time of the incident and regained consciousness when police and fire crews arrived. The man was transported to an area hospital for head trauma sustained in the accident. Cohasset detectives and OSHA are investigating the incidents. A proposal for a new residential development in West Quincy has been postponed again during this week's zoning board hearing. The proposal for a five-story, 46-unit building at the corner of Furnacebrook Parkway and Copeland Street was postponed until the February 21st zoning board meeting. It was the second time that the hearing had been postponed. Developer Robert Beniers wants to demolish several single-family homes to put up the new building with 102 parking spaces. A community meeting about that plan was held recently at the Southwest Middle School where some residents said the project was too large for the area. Emergency response training continues today at Quincy Housing Authority buildings. Today, police and emergency management officials will be at Tobin Towers on Clay Street in Wollaston at 2.30. Residents will receive training on what to do in the event of an evacuation, fire, act of violence, weather-related event, or medical issue. Trainings have been taking place all month at Quincy Housing Authority properties. The final training will take place at Drowan Apartments on Copeland Street next Tuesday. Chinese translators are available at the training sessions. Well, the free community lecture series begins today at Quincy College and Quincy Center. The college is launching the new series to inform, educate, and entertain the community. Today's speakers will be history professor James Fox speaking about the French Revolution, microbiology professor Mariana Matrat focusing on parasites, and English professor Stephen Dooner will speak about the Lizzie Borden murder case. The talks begin at 5 p.m. in the college's Anselmo Library on the third floor of the President's Place campus. Another lecture series will be held in the spring. Well, a Duxbury woman is under arrest after she was charged in the deaths of her two children. A five-year-old girl and three-year-old boy died. Well, a seven-month-old boy was flown to a Boston-area hospital with traumatic injuries after all three children were discovered inside the family's Duxbury home Tuesday night. District Attorney Tim Cruz identifies the mother as 32-year-old Lindsay Clancy. He said that it appeared the children were strangled. Crews would not say where in the home the children were discovered. 
Cruz said an arrest warrant was issued last night for Clancy, charging her with two counts of homicide and three counts each of strangulation and assault and battery with a deadly weapon for the deaths of five-year-old Cora Clancy and three-year-old Dawson Clancy. According to the DA, first responders discovered the three children unconscious inside the home with obvious signs of trauma. First responders rushed to the home at 47 Summer Street in Duxbury just after 6 p.m. Tuesday after receiving a 911 call from Clancy's husband. Crew said the man reported the attempted suicide of Clancy, who had jumped out of a window in the home. He said the seven-month-old boy was being treated at a Boston hospital. Update on his condition was not available. Crew said the chief medical examiner will ultimately determine the manner and means of death of the children. Crew said Clancy was treated at the scene and transported to an area hospital where she remained yesterday. An update on her condition was not available. Authorities would not comment on whether any mental illness may have played a role in the homicides or if there was any mental health history. A spokesperson for Mass General Hospital confirmed Clancy is an employee there. Massachusetts transportation officials have revealed what kind of bridges to Cape Cod will one day replace the ones travelers are familiar with. The nearly 90-year-old Bourne and Sagamore bridges are due to be replaced, and the Department of Transportation on Tuesday announced that the plan is to construct similar bridges. Three types of bridges were under consideration, arch, cable-stayed, and concrete box girder. The iconic current bridges to Cape Cod are arch bridges. That kind of design was selected, according to MassDOT staff member Brian Cordero at a public meeting. The decision was made after more than 2,000 members of the public weighed in, the vast majority preferring the arch design, and engineering analysis and historic context were considered as well. But the new bridges will have some differences. Cordero says that MassDOT will move forward with replacing each bridge with twin spans that are next to each other, citing increased efficiency and lower cost. Each side of the twin bridges would have two-lane traffic going in one direction, as well as a path for pedestrians and bicyclists. The design has not been finalized, and Cordero says the agency will still be looking for public feedback on the aesthetics of the bridge, lighting, including fencing to keep pedestrians safe. The Army Corps of Engineers built, operates, and maintains the current bridges. A 2020 agreement calls for the Corps to retain ownership and management of the bridges while they are demolished and replaced, then transfer ownership and operation of the new bridges to the state. The replacement of the bridges, expected to cost about $4 billion, missed out on a major boost of national infrastructure money after the federal government denied an application for $1.88 billion this past month. Massachusetts has one of the highest rates of food insecurity in the United States, with one in ten families lacking a reliable source of fresh food. During the pandemic, school districts in the Bay State provided free lunch to students, in addition to complimentary breakfast in some communities. But as some families continue to struggle, lawmakers want to make free lunch permanent in the upcoming session. 
Back in July, the state budgeted $110 million to provide free school lunches for all students in 2022 and 2023. The cost to make the program permanent is unclear, but lawmakers say data is being collected. The lead sponsor of the bill, Haverhill State Representative Andy Vargas, says federal funding for high-poverty districts would help offset some of the cost. Vargas noted the program would help families save $2,000 a year per child. Supporters are planning a rally outside the Statehouse today. A similar proposal has also been filed in the Senate. A check of business news this morning, and stocks are mixed. The Dow is down five points. The Nasdaq rose 49. The S&P is up six. Global stocks are higher. The dollar and the euro rose oil at $80 a barrel. In sports, Celtics will host the Knicks at the Garden tonight, 7.30. The Bruins are in Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning at 7. The National Weather Service forecast for today, rain coming to an end and then mostly cloudy and mild, high today of 52. For tonight, clearing a low of 34. Sunshine returns tomorrow with a high of 40 degrees. Partly cloudy Saturday, high 45 and cloudy 47 on Sunday. For the boater, waves about 2 feet and southwesterly winds, a gust of 30 knots at a high tide right before 3 p.m. Sunrise 703 set at 4.50. Traffic note for River Bridge, scheduled to open Thursday at 8.45 a.m. and Friday at 8 a.m. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, January 26th.